In this episode of Pastor Brad Rocks, the Bible says that Jesus, who was and who is in very nature God, did not consider his equality with God something to be grasped or, or clung to or used for his own advantage, but he made himself nothing. He emptied himself. He let go of all of that. He walked away from the throne and he allowed himself to be born into this broken world and experience all of the torture and harsh treatment that the world and the enemy would throw at him. He allowed our sin He allowed me my sin. Isn't that an awesome, crazy, uh, humbling thought? He allowed my sin, your sin, to nail him to the cross. He shed his blood for that so that we could be made right with God, be forgiven, and have eternity with him in heaven. Wow. In this episode of Pastor Brad Rocks, I get to share with you one of my very favorite songs from Get Real, my 2003 release. This song is called Out of Heaven. It is all coming up, man. You ready? Let's do it. Pastor Brad here, your 80s heavy metal, head-banging, Jesus-loving online pastor. Thank you so much for joining me for this episode of the Pastor Brad Rocks podcast. Hey, wherever you happen to be listening to this episode, be sure to subscribe so that you don't miss any future episodes. If you're enjoying these podcasts, whatever platform you happen to be on, if you can leave a thumbs up or a comment or share this episode with a friend, that would be awesome to help the audience grow. God bless you, man. Thank you in advance so much for that. And now... Let's move on to the point of today's podcast. The point, very simply and succinctly, is this. God loves you so much that he sent Jesus to be your savior, to spread his arms out on that cross and say, I love you this much. Here's what the Bible says. Romans chapter 5, verse 8 God demonstrated his love for us in this, that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Is it amazing or what to actually consider the reality that Jesus was in heaven, worshiped by all of heaven on the throne, co-equal with God. But the Bible says so clearly in the book of Philippians that he didn't consider his equality with God, his status, anything to be clung to or held onto. He didn't choose to use that for his own advantage. He didn't have to say yes. He didn't have to say, yes, Father, I will go. But he did. He submitted himself to the Father's plan. He was humble. We serve a humble, awesome, selfless Savior. He let go of all of that. He emptied himself, the Bible says. And he came down here. He was born to wonderful, awesome people, Mary and Joseph, but people of no status and grew up to go through that heinous experience of the Passion Week and the cross for you and me, man. Let's kind of take a little walk through scripture and think about this. In the beginning, the Bible says, Genesis chapter one, in the beginning, God, God, that's the whole Godhead, right? God created the heavens and the earth, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. The next verse says that the Spirit of God hovered over the waters. And then in verse 3, it starts by saying, and God said. So right there in the first three verses of Scripture, you have God the Father, God the Spirit, and God the Son being active. How do we know it's God the Son? Well, it says God said. He he spoke the world into existence. Let's go over to John chapter 1. First couple of verses say, in the beginning, so same as Genesis 1-1, right? In the beginning was the Word. This is the word John uses to describe 
Jesus. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning, and listen to this, and through Him all things were made. Without Him, nothing was made that has been made. God spoke. He put His Word, Jesus, into action and said, let there be light, and there was, and He separated light from darkness. He said, let there be land, and it came forth, and He separated the waters from the waters and created this dry ground. He said, let there be plants and trees and birds and there was let there be sun and moon and stars and there was through the word Jesus everything that is came into being then if we go over to Colossians chapter 1 verses 15 through 18 Paul says the sun is the image of the invisible God the firstborn over all creation for in him all things were created things in heaven and on earth visible and invisible whether thrones or powers or rulers or authorities all things were created through him and for him he is before all things and in him all things hold together. Think about that. We know gravity works. We know matter is attracted to other matter. We don't know why. Unless you're a Christian, Jesus holds it all together. Then if we go back to John's gospel, chapter one, it says the word became flesh and he dwelt among us. We have seen his glory, John says, the glory of the one and only son who came from the father full of grace and truth. In 1 Timothy chapter 1 verse 15, Paul says, Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners. And then he added, of whom I am the worst. In Luke chapter 19 verse 10, Jesus tells us that he came into the world to seek and to save the lost. In Matthew chapter 20 verse 28, Jesus said, I did not come to be served, but to serve and to give my life as a ransom for many. In John chapter 18 verse 37, standing before Pilate, Jesus said to him, for this reason, I have come into the world to bear witness to the truth. Truth is reality. If you look the word truth up in a good dictionary, it will always include something like that which corresponds to reality, to what is real, to what actually is. No one knows better what is real than the one through whom all that exists was created, right? He is the word through whom everything in the cosmos was created. He is the one who holds everything together. He is the way, the truth, and the life. He is the ultimate source of reality. He came to bear witness to that truth. In John chapter 6, verse 38, Jesus said, I came down from heaven not to do my will, but to do the will of him who sent me. Once again, we see the humility of the Son submissive to the plan of the Father, all for the sake of those who would put their faith in Him and be redeemed. In John chapter 12, verse 46, Jesus said, I have come into the world as a light so that no one who believes in me should remain in darkness. In John chapter 3, verse 16, Jesus says, speaking of, about Himself, He said, For God so loved the world that He gave His one and only Son, that whosoever believes in Him, trusts in Him, clings to Him, becomes a follower, a disciple says, Lord, you know, I'm putting all my eggs in the basket of Jesus, right? Not in this world or anything else. Whoever believes in him should not perish, but can have eternal life, eternal life. It's not just forever life. It's this amazing supernatural quality of life. Matter of fact, in John chapter 10, verse 10, Jesus describes it. He said, I have come that you might have life and have it abundantly life. It's the opposite of death. The Apostle John speaks about this death a lot. It's Genesis chapter two, when God said, on the day that you eat the fruit, 
of the tree of the knowledge of evil, you will surely die. You'll be cut off from me. But through Christ, we're reunited with God. We're reunited with the one who is the author of life. And we're brought out of spiritual death and into spiritual life. We're brought out of a place of being lost and condemned and into a place of being liberated and free. There is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. We've been adopted and brought into the family of God. And we have nothing but eternal, abundant life to look forward to for eternity. Here's the last scripture I want to touch on. Matthew 5.17, Jesus says, Do not think that I have come to destroy the law or the prophets. I did not come to destroy them, but to fulfill them. Now listen to this. When Jesus says that I, I did not come to destroy the law, but to fulfill it, get a hold of this, okay? In the Old Testament law, there were three aspects to that law. There was the priestly aspect of that law. There was the ritual aspect or the sacrificial kind of aspect to that law. And there was the moral aspect to the law. The priestly laws all had to do with instructions to the priests, teaching them, instructing them how to go about being priests. Then there's the whole sacrificial side of the law that instructs, again, the priests what sacrifices are required for what sins, explaining all of the festivals and the rituals and all of the, the, the whole ritual side of things, which was the bulk of the religion of Israel. And then there's the moral law. Thou shalt not kill. Thou shalt not commit adultery. All the moral commands. Now check this out. Jesus fulfilled every every part of the law that had to do with the priest and the sacrifice. He is our once for all great high priest who entered the heavenly sanctuary, the heavenly temple. Hebrews talks about this. And he did that as the Lamb of God, the once for all sacrifice. He shed his own blood. Now, if you do some study on the mercy seat and the day of atonement, you'll learn all about this. But on that day, the high priest, the earthly high priest, would go through all of this ritual purification. He would take the blood of a sacrifice through the veil into the most holy place in the temple. And he would go up to the mercy seat, which was the lid of the Ark of the Covenant, and he would sprinkle that blood on the Ark of the Covenant for the sins of the nation. There's so much we could say about that. But that's the imagery here. Spend some time in Hebrews chapter 4, chapter 7, and chapter 10, man, and you'll really see what the Bible teaches about this. Jesus, once for all, was the priest to end all priests. We don't need any more priests. We have one great high priest, Jesus, who went into the Holy of Holies, sprinkling his blood on the heavenly mercy seat before the Father, thereby paying for, atoning for all of the sins of the whole world for everyone who would put their hope and trust in him as Savior and Lord. It is awesome. All the statements in the Old Testament that talk about priests are fulfilled in Jesus. He's the ultimate expression of that. All of the things that the earthly sacrificial system were foreshadowing Jesus fulfilled all of that and embodied all of that and was the perfect final sacrifice to end all sacrifices. But the moral commands, those commands that have to do with our moral behavior, thou shalt not kill, thou shalt not steal, thou shalt not commit adultery. And of course, those are all just from the Ten Commandments. But but all those commands that address our love for God and our love for people, they still stand. So, Jesus willingly left heaven, came down here, put on flesh, lived among us, and took the worst punishment that this broken world could throw at him, including the forces of hell, and shed his blood for our sins so that we could be made right with God. Isn't that awesome? I know I said that last scripture was the last one, but we gotta do just one more. The Gospel of John chapter one, verses nine through 12. Listen to these amazing words. The true light that gives life to everyone was coming into the world. He was in the world, and though the world was made through him, the world did not recognize him. He came to that which was his own, but his own did not receive him. Yet to all who did receive him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. Children born not of natural descent or a human decision or a husband's will, but born of, born 
by the power of God. It's so funny when I think about the riff for this song. There was an old song called Midnight Maniac by a band called Crocus. <laughs> Going back a few years, man. But it was built off of a riff on the low E string where you use your index finger and your pinky and you get a little bit of a stretch here in it. And you play the open E string and then dun 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 dun. And it, it kind of went like dun 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 the end just reminding us over and over again that out of heaven into this world jesus came to die for you and me out of heaven into this world to save our souls and set us free hope you enjoy it man here it is out of heaven Thank you. 
so much for hanging out with me on this podcast. I hope you really enjoyed it, and I hope it totally rocked you up for Jesus. As we wrap things up here, let me quickly say, if you dig what I'm doing, man, and you're blessed by the music, the podcast, the teaching videos, etc., and you want to support this ministry, this mission to reach classic metalheads for Jesus, I want to invite you to head over to my Patreon page and learn how your just couple dollars a month will make a huge difference in this ministry, and also about some amazing exclusive benefits that you'll receive in exchange for your support. The link to my Patreon page will be at the very top of the show notes so head over there check it out learn about it pray about it and whatever you decide man god bless you and thanks for being part of the pastor brad rocks family man remember to like share subscribe leave comments all those things that helps the show to grow really appreciate it stop by pastorbradrocks.net sometime over there you can learn all about the ministry the music get some free uh, music downloads all kind of cool stuff also if you're interested in following jesus christ as your lord and savior best decision you'll ever 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 make promise bar none you can learn about that over at pastorbradrocks.net as well or leave a comment here i'll get back with you shoot me an email at pastorbrad at aol.com yes i still use aol isn't that amazing (laughs) thanks for hanging out with me man until next time keep your eyes on jesus god bless you pastor brad out